All right, going to get started with the next bonus episode for us, uh, for our patrons. And um, I'm sorry that it's been so long since our last one. Um, and, and that's really just my fault. I dropped the ball. I just got busy and forgot to even ask these guys to record some bonus episodes. There was a few dates that just fell through, but a lot of it's on me for not really actively trying to schedule dates and just forget about it. So I'm going to do better. At least I'm going to try to. Um, we're going to try to do, get back on the train of recording these bonus episodes uh, more frequently and getting them out today because you guys are paying for them. So, yeah, cool. Um, so tonight's topic, we did this back in May, and now it's October. So we talked about casting and the TV show back in May and thoughts. And I don't want to do another casting video. There's been some more casting or, or video, but uh, uh, podcasts or bonus episode. There's, there's been some... Um, more casting, but I, I've shared those a little bit with Ian and Chris um, as they've come out, so I don't want to go through and do that again. Instead, since we have the Dusty Wheel Matt Hatch from the Dusty Wheel coming on to our program uh, next, actually next week for us, um, he wrote an article that was really, really good on thegreatblight.com, and if you guys don't go and look at the article because there's spoilers in it. So I'm going to go through and read excerpts from the article and get you guys' guts reaction. So the the title of this article he wrote is all the changes that we know so far that are going to be made to the wheel of time television series. Uh Oh, so I'm already now. (laughs) (laughs) So there have been some things that they are going to change uh, from the books to the TV show. And I can't read them all because some of the changes have to do with later in the series and things like that, but I can read the stuff that we've already covered. So that's why I'm going to filter it to you guys and read them out and get you guys this kind of gut reaction to your thoughts when you're adapting a book to a TV show. Of course, you have to change things and get your thoughts on these changes that we know are happening. So you guys ready? I don't think so, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So the first one, um, there will be fewer stops on the journey from Emmons Field to the Eye of the World, um, but also fewer cuts than most fans will think. So Rafe Jenkins, who's the showrunner, came out and said one of the hardest things to do in physical production is developing tons of sets. It costs a whole lot of money to develop sets in cities. And because they stop at over 20 villages, not to mention cities, um, between Emmons Field and when they get to the eye of the world to end the book, that's a lot of sets. So they've already said they're going to cut out, especially like that road to Cayman Road where they stop at multiple villages along the way. The way. They're kind of all the same, cutter, cutter, cutter villages. But, but obviously for TV, they're going to cut a lot of the, a lot of, lot of the pl- locations out. So okay. Thoughts? That didn't hit as hard as I thought it would. I think so far that's easy to swallow um, without being too cheesy with it. You know, even like the road to Camelin, um, a lot of the stops that uh, Matt and Rand took, you could kind of montage it where you can even work in important bits of character development in, in other ways. So I guess that's not the end of the world, but I'm, I'm trying to, trying to think now there were a fair i won't say a fair amount of chapters but there were a couple of chapters where either chris or i i feel like it was more me felt bored with the chapter in either world like it was kind of unnecessary so i feel like in those areas there's probably room to shorten up or maybe take a stop out or take a scene Mm -hmm. out but still include the important nuggets that we got from it in other ways 
so I'm not, I'm not totally dissatisfied with that potential. And it, and it, I guess it does make sense. So you got to get a little room, a little room for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, Ian, you, you hit it, the nails right on the head. Like I actually am not, not hurt by that. Thought. <laughs> um, there were, there were a couple of places that we were like, yeah, you know, this is cool, but we could do without it. So uh, I definitely agree with the idea of cutting some places and, Here's my thing, though. I don't want them to move characters. That's what I'm nervous about. That's what makes me nervous is the idea that they might go ahead and decide to move a character to a different place and change that character storyline a little bit. I mean, as long as they don't deviate too much. And with this only being in book two, we don't know who Mm -hmm. has the potential of being important. But we know that some of those characters, like our farm girl, ends up elsewhere. Right. So like all the people that... Rand has kind of run into they have ended up elsewhere sure and mentioned so yeah that there's my concern is what is their future roles because we know the current roles but we don't know the future roles so well we we, I think that's where, we might get to that too so yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll assume that even though they're going to cut out a stop or two or three or whatever that with all the technical help they're getting with this, that people are still going to help them make sure they get the important storyline pieces out of there and incorporate it somewhere else. Cause there's mm-hmm. the way Jordan writes, it's every detail is important, right? So if you drop a whole scene, you get, you got to look for the good tidbits that you as the reader were supposed to get out of it and still, still incorporate it somewhere in the, on the big screen, you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully they're that, they're that smart. Right. Yeah. So number two, the show will include off camera, quote unquote, scenes like scenes that weren't actually in the book, but like were hinted to that, you know, maybe a perspective you didn't see actually written on the pages, but was hinted to. So they'll include off camera scenes, chop scenes and rearranged scenes from the book to make it better for TV. I mean, <laughs> making things TV worthy is fine as long as it doesn't take away from the severity of the scenes. I think that's <laughs> really vague. Sure. So, like, for instance, the scene when Mrs. The Aes Sedai mm-hmm. becomes like the amazing growing woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> More ideas. That. That right there, I need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like lightning coming from the sky and striking the prison has, or the imprisonment, because they weren't really right. in prison, and like opening the wall up for Ran, that needs to happen. And not alluded to or other... hinted at, like it needs to be boom, front and center. Yes. Agreed. Right. So. The next one is actually your character thing. This is the quote from uh, Rafe Juckins on characters. So in the entire series, in the 15 books, there's 2,782 named characters. If they included and had to pay for 2,782 uh, actors, uh, his quote was, uh, we would not be able to pay for the entire cast. We wouldn't even be able to do a radio play. Um, <laughs> um, so his thing was new characters will, will be developed, but they'll only be developed as combinations of characters or individuals inspired by characters of the book. So we might combine s- s- minor characters to make a more major character. 
it is in a sense cutting a, a minor character and combining them with someone else that has a similar type role in the story to, to make a stronger character. Why? Because they can't afford to pay 2,782 actors. <laughs> I'll, I'll act one of them for free. I See, I find that hard to believe. If they told me, all right, you have six months to prep for this role, either get really fat or get in really good shape, grow a beard, whatever. I'll do that, and I'll do it for free. So mm-hmm. there's one. Exactly. And when this bonus episode releases, I bet you there will be a couple people nodding along, nodding along that there will be two and three and four. And we, You call them and tell them we can do this. <laughs> he said none of the none of the major characters of course are being cut none of the, it's nothing nothing crazy like that. He said, actually, you don't know his, his captain, to yeah. he says anybody major cutting that would be not so is that his exact quote um but um well i mean i guess we're good i mean yeah you, when you make the statement like i'm going to combine characters to make them one better character why not just oh, leave them out? And they also have already changed the name of one character, for example. So, um, Steve. <laughs> well, no, not, you don't know. Steve is someone they cast, but I think that's a fake name. But anyway, so um, Aliana or Alana, who is one of the Aes Sedai we met, yeah. um, and and Faldara, um, she has two warders, and we haven't really met her warders yet. They just talked about her, talked about them. So it's not a huge thing that that she has two warders, but one of her warders' names is Owen. And of course, Tom's nephew is Owen. So they changed the water name to Maskam because I guess they don't want people to get confused uh, with, you know, they're talking about Owen. Tom's talking about Owen. And then, and then you meet this guy named Owen. It's like, wait, is that his nephew? Did he survive? And like, no, it's two different people. You know, in real world, people have this, you know, there's a lot of Chris's out there, there's a lot of Allen's out there. But for TV and uh, for books, sometimes they still do that, where they still have the same character names for multiple people. But for TV, they said just it really gets people confused. Um, eh, they have to, I guess uh, say it with a slightly different accent or something like. <laughs> sure. I, I don't know, and and remember they ha- they're setting this up for people. This isn't like they're releasing the show just for people that have read. There's going to be more people that have never read that watch it. So I, right. I understand catering to them, but. That one didn't sure. be too necessary to me because, like you said, there's, you know, if the main character is Alan, and then through all of these books and seasons they're going to have, they never run into another Alan. Okay, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that because there's lots of right. Alans. You're going to run into another one. So I, I don't know. So I agree. Here, here, here was an interesting one. So the Aiel don't really show up at all in the first book. The first one we meet is actually we just met a few weeks ago um, when he popped up. We hear about the Aiel. And we hear stories about the Aiel, but we don't actually see any in the first book. But he was asked the question, will we see Aiel? And Rafe Juckin's answer was, the first season will include an, an Aiel, and it will shock you. And that's all he said. So you haven't really met that many Aiel yet, so uh, there's not really speculating uh, who that Aiel is. But more so, what do you guys think about introducing the Aiel earlier? Even though you've only got a snippet of them. <laughs> I, mm, that's another one of those like are we setting this up to be i guess they have to if they're gonna they're not gonna have a 14 year running no. tv show yeah so that, they're definitely gonna have to consolidate some things so i'll give it to them like i would definitely especially if rand is gonna turn out to be an aiel which you know at this mm-hmm. point we're pretty sure he is 
then yeah, they need to go ahead and introduce them a little bit earlier. The question is, is how are they going to introduce them when the first book has like absolutely nothing to do with Aiel at all? Like beyond the, the small story, they're not introduced. Yeah. Well, that's that's where those that's where those off camera scenes might come into play, like where they don't talk about it, but stuff that is happening on the other side, and that kind of. Well, there might be leads right. Into- there might be something okay. that happens that might actually be a cool little nugget for people that have read the whole series. Uh, so I'm listening to you, and as you read it, you say, you know, there will be an Aiel, there will be one, and you'll be shocked. Well, all right, shocked might not be talking to Chris and I, who at the point it comes out, we're not going to be that far ahead of the books. But right. maybe they're going to show an Aiel that all the people that have read know that this guy shows up very importantly in book ten. But if yeah, you've never read it's it, it's not going to spoil for you. It's just going to be a little nugget exactly. for the people that know. It could be a woman. It could be Rand's mother. Maybe she didn't die. Oh, Ooh, hey. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So I, I guess to that point, if they're going to like merge books to make the series smaller, that makes sense. So it's going to be like book one and book seven at the same time. Yeah. Like We don't know how this world is split up. Like We could mm-hmm. be moving forward for three books and then all of a sudden going back in time for three books. Right. You can flashback episodes and yeah, it could also show, you know, Tam and a flashback to him fighting the Aiel and maybe one of the characters he fights is some that comes up later in the story. I don't, I don't, there's always, that's kind of what I was envisioning. Well, we knew that we knew that Tam fought Aiel because he talks about that. Yeah. Um, and the Ior war. And, and this um, Ior person just happens to have some amulet around his neck that all of y'all that have read, like I said, no, ooh, that's an Easter egg because this guy's going to be important way later in the story or so, something to that effect. So, so talking about off, let's talk about off camera storylines. One thing you guys said is that Logan's storyline will be ex- expanded. So Logan's one of those characters that we hear about, the false dragon, that we see him in Kalem when he's captured. And the next time we see him again, he's gentle and Tarvalid. And we have no idea what happened in between. Um, so Rave Duck can say he's going to expand. That's we're going to see a lot more of him. Um, and I think in my thought process, they're going to try, try to make it seem like maybe he's the dragon, and it you know and and, and build him up and really downplay Rand a lot in the first season. So we'll see. I don't think that's. I, I don't go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I'm trying to, as you're saying this, I'm trying to say, okay, they're not rewriting the story to read. They're rewriting it to put on the screen. And Mm -hmm. we need to put emphasis on how devastating it was to see Loghain gentled and just emasculated and droopy and depressed. So to get that full effect visually, we need to see Loghain powerful and, you know, able to channel and gaining followers and and everything like that and in the storyline we only got a small taste of it i mean we heard about it and then we saw him briefly but he was already caged up and being uh you know watched over by eyes to eyes so he can't channel so some of it necessary Mm -hmm. but if if they totally twist it where it's like a different yeah. A different perspective. Instead of either world being the Rand perspective, you get this worldly perspective where, like you said, it makes Logan seem like he's the. I don't know. Yeah, they could they could do it wrong, but they could do it right also. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts, Chris, on that on expanding Logan's role? I, again, I'm I'm at that moment of <laughs> and I, this is like my favorite word today. Why? 
Like, <laughs> to build on the character that has no purpose when we yeah. have other characters that are getting cut. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess it's not supposed to right now. Now, I thought Logan was going to play a greater role, to be honest with you. Yeah. So that really, him being gentled that quickly actually upset me a little bit when I read through the um, through the, yeah. the books. So I wouldn't mind him being expanded a little bit. And, and yeah. you know what? Maybe they're trying. Maybe they're trying to get uh, a little bit of that credit from how Game of Thrones went, and a little bit of that popularity. Because as much as people cried and complained on social media about, "Oh my gosh, my favorite character died," like that was part of the appeal. So in mm-hmm. Eye of the World, uh, we didn't really lose anybody major. I mean, we kind of did, but Chris and I weren't fooled. Um, <laughs> So, so to build this guy up and maybe even get it to the point where people like him thinking he's the hero that's going to save the day for only for him to mm-hmm. be gentled and then everybody be like, what the fuck? What are we going to do now? Uh, you know, yeah. I can see that. It could be one, you know, where the whole people that watch the TV show that haven't read the books think that he was the dragon. And then like, just like you said, it ends on a cliffhanger of him being gentle. You're like, now what the fuck are we doing? Like the, the show's over. Like right. they've lost. Right. But how, <laughs> um, but how do you do that without giving the clues along the way that it's Rand? You know, yeah, that's well, gonna be true. Yeah, so it's, it will be. But yeah. So the next one is Patton Fane's true self will be disguised more in the television series than it was in the book. So I guess he won't go as mad as fast, like be the mad beggar. Maybe, maybe they'll change his role. So you don't think he's as evil as fast. Uh, I like that. So I knew he was going to be evil from the get go. I don't understand the purpose of that at all. Like just let him be who he's going to be. He's the maniacal demonic bad man that we all know he's going to be. So well, I don't, know. I don't yeah. mind showing the transition. Remember the flashbacks to Schmeagol before he had the ring? He was just a nice little yeah. hang out by the Tom river, the- go fishing, kind of, you know, balding kind of. Happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, then the transition to going batshit crazy. And remember, even when Fane was first introduced, um, granted, it was in this little town that didn't know anything about the rest of the world. They were excited to see him. They were welcoming to him. Even Rand mm-hmm. felt that rites of passage moment when Pat and Fane like addressed him a certain way, you know. So there's mm-hmm. no need for him to come out all evil right off the bat. And if you want to sell that plot twist later, um, yeah, yeah, I can see disguising it some and how that might play. And, and again, there's a way to do that without damaging the story. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree. Like I, I'm not disappointed in it at all. I just feel mm-hmm. like don't take away from the entire storyline and then go and build up a character who doesn't need to be built that much. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? When we were getting ready for this, we should have done it where we flip-flop every time. No matter what Alan says, one of us defends <laughs> it, and then the other one talks mm-hmm. about why it's trash, and then we'll switch roles next time. Because I, I, I can argue both ways on all of these. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So the, the next one that was hinted to was that uh, – um, so Nynaeve, I don't know if you guys noticed this yet, but it definitely happens a lot. And you'll notice it more and more as the books go on. It's not a spoiler. But she tends to tug her braid a lot. That's kind of her thing. Yeah. Um, when she gets mad, she tugs her braid. 
and it's all it's happens all the time in the books and they said for the tv show they're just not going to have as much braid tugging because although it works on paper because it's kind of this comical thing it kind of looks ridiculous on tv when you're just constantly doing it because it it's at that point it's cheesy fan service and not actually making it a real good tv show if that makes sense and that was rape's answer was that there'll still be braid tugging just not excessive every other scene she tugs her braid because that's what the books had um are they going to replace it with some other more camera-friendly nervous twitch? Can Maybe. Her <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So this next one might be a big, bit of a disappointment for you guys. Um, I'm still kind of the fence of how I feel about this because it's a cryptic answer. Um, someone asked on Twitter to Rafe, will we see the Beltine cele- celebration? Because as we know in the book, the attack happened winter night, the night before Beltine. So there was no celebration the next day because the whole village was was destroyed. Well, Rafe's exact answer was um, this one might be a spoiler, especially for winter night eth- enthusiasts. But yes, we'll see the Beltine celebration. So uh, there's a lot to read into that answer. I'm going um, to chalk it up to they're going to do a flashback of Beltine's past through somebody's maybe. point of view, or maybe like through everybody's point of view, uh, actually it'd be really cool if leading up to winter's night, as we get a little bit of parent, as we meet each of the main characters, like we see a little flashback of their memories of Beltine's past. You know? Okay. Yeah. So that could be cool. But if they ruin it and they have Beltine and then the attack, like the, the person watching it, I don't think it'd make too much of a difference to them, but for the readers, like, now to crypt the yeah. question, why? Like, yeah. Why, <laughs> why so, so from, from, from a feeling perspective, you know, there's an attack going on on the village at the same time there's an attack going on at Tam and Rand's house. Yeah. And that's way far away from the village. Right. So there's a thought that I had. This is me thinking that for production, if I was a producer, um, rather than Rand and Tam go back home, what if they decide to stay the night and the attack comes the next day during the celebration? Well, there goes part of your like cut and slash. So I, I, I could see that happening. If you want to cut slash and combine some scenes, don't rather than having home. to go back and forth between the two. And then you see Moraine throwing fireballs, which you didn't get to see. You just heard about it afterwards in the book. Yeah. You'll get to see all that action with land coming out and just dicing people up. And, well, um, and so- did Tam just happen to bring this sword with him. That's the that's the other the swords that's the, the part where yeah that, that was my only downside. That's where is the sword coming to fly? I guess he um, could have it packed up. Or, or then, maybe maybe they saw the rider before, and he went back to the house to grab the sword because he saw because Rand saw the rider. He got and Tam started getting paranoid. Who knows? Who knows how they're going to cut it around to make it seem like it? But yeah, yeah. So it, it could be flashbacks, like you said, to previous bell times. But that was just his answer. Um, so. We have no idea. This is all speculation. <laughs> um, so at least we're still living in the world of uh, of of this book series. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what sure. happens to us. Period. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is this is an interesting one that Amazon never confirmed. But um, are you guys familiar with what me- metadata is? So yeah, like on digital on digital pictures. Like whenever you take a picture and you post a picture, there's actually metadata in that picture um, that that's not that, that you have to dig into the file and find. Well, of course there are computer 
geeks out there that do all of that. So Brandon Sanderson shared a set picture that was an official set picture that Amazon allowed him to share, but someone forgot to erase the metadata. So in the in the metadata data, it said uh, Wheel of Time season one episode one hundred two. So you guess guess that's the second episode. Uh, day six is shooting. Um, extended opposite shore appeared to be complete. Master High Tower wants to return. Um, land will not allow him to return. And how High Tower drowns trying to save his sinking ferry. So when Moraine sinks the ferry, High Tower didn't jump in and try to save the ferry in the books. According to the metadata, Amazon never confirmed this, but according to the, the metadata on this picture, that that high tower drowns trying to save his ferry. I guess that puts more weight to what Moraine did, because now someone died because of what she did. Yeah, die. <laughs> but no one dies in the books. But yeah, the TV show, like, I guess make it make people like suspect of Moraine being evil more because there's definitely that that feel in the first book. Is she good or is she bad? Yeah, interesting. I mean, he's a minor character. He shows up for that one scene, never shows up again. So it's Uh-oh, Master Hightower. Spoiler, I thought he was coming back. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah. So what do you think about Hightower drowning? T- trying to jump in to save his ferry and drowns in the whirlpool. That just makes her look like such a bad character when she's not. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm okay with somebody else dying. Like, he's not really necessary. But at the same time, like. Why are we making her to be a bad person? She's not a bad person. As far well, as we well, it wasn't her that. Well, he jumped in after his ferry, and then that was a consequence. Of he like I, I think it's done in a way that it's unfortunate what happens, but it's not necessarily her fault that he decided. If that makes sense. No, it's her fault. Okay, it's her fault. it's her fault. It's her fault. Okay. So, I don't know how I feel about that. If it's part of the, so Chris is quick to defend Moraine, but if you remember my constant struggle with do I trust her, do I not, especially since the story was through Rand's perspective, and that's what he's feeling, you know, don't trust her, but she's trying to help Mm -hmm. maybe, but I don't know. Um, If it's done, again, if they they do it the right way to kind of keep you, you know, how do I feel about Moraine and keep that up in the air, like, wait, is she bad? Is she good? I don't know. Um. And that's around this. Isn't that same scene where, uh, you know, I'm thinking a different scene where Nynaeve was like, no, we need to go back. And Moraine's like, uh, yeah, I could go back and save them. And then in the process, yeah. cause all sorts of trouble and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. But to the same point, like there'd be an opportunity for that conversation. Be like, yeah, it's unfortunate, but our mission is still greater. Got to keep moving sort of thing. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't particularly like that one. I don't see the point in it. Sure. So this next one I think is the first one that you guys will actually agree with, because I, I at least I agree with this, is that when they're casting characters and actors for the show, emphasizing high caliber acting over per- perfect physical matches is more important. Um, rather than just finding the perfect person that looks like the the way described in the book, find something that actually act well and bring the character to life better is more important. I mean, to me, that's no brainer. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can find someone close. Sure. That's great. But if 
I mean, that goes back. So some people were upset that some, you know, that, that people of color were cast as certain characters where in their head, it was all whitewashed. And the, the, the argument back is like, if they play the role well, why does it matter to you? Like, so. No, I think it's more important than that. Like the way the statement was read, if it's a character that is like one and done in the story and you want to find somebody that looks exactly like them, that's great. But all of our major characters go through such dramatic transitions and sometimes even a short amount of time, like you have to have mm-hmm. actors and actresses that have those chops that can make you believe right. one thing, one episode and believe something else, the very next episode. And that's not easily done. Uh, so, right. but yeah, so, I mean, the, the classic example, at least in the, in, in, in the comic book world, Wolverine in the comic books is five, three, you, you Jackman is six, three. Um, I don't think anybody's going back and saying that, that, it was bad they casted a tall person to play Wolverine. He's perfect. Because Hugh Jackman did a great job. Well, they, <laughs> they should have picked me. I don't know if you've seen me no. when I grow my chops out, but spot on. I have it, so. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so, but that's, you know, I, I just, I, I agree with this statement, you know, picking uh, physical, uh, or, or emphasizing acting over physical traits. Yeah. Quality is important for sure. Mm-hmm. And this last one that might be the most controversial, I'll say it, and then I'll explain why. Uh, but I'm going to get your re- initial gut reaction. Bella will be played by two horses. <gasps> Travis, <gasps> every spot mm. better be the same. Mm. Well, I mean, they can always paint them, but still, let's... Every spot better be the same. Gosh, you know there's going to be a following of diehards that are going to keep track of every time they switch horses and comment on Twitter and everything. Like they use horse number two today. <laughs> so horse number the one. reason, yeah. And he said, the reason why they've used two Bellas is because it turns out that they don't have horses that both pull court are for pulling carts and for riding. So you need two different types of horses, or at least trained horses. And there's most people don't, they can't breed a horse and train it from the ground up because it takes too much time to do that. They, yeah, takes years. Uh, so they have to hire a horse that can pull a cart for the scenes where the horse is pulling the cart. And when, when Bell's being ridden, it has to be a different horse. <laughs> so. I mean, that makes sense. But then that just goes to show that the book wasn't very accurate. I think they should just sure. make it as natural as possible. Well, yes and no. I mean, yeah, generally horses get trained to do specific tasks depending on what you're going to use them for. But, you know, we're not talking country club world. There are plenty of folks out there that use their horses for multiple purposes. Yeah, we're actually doing that right now. My, my um, uncle has a horse that mm-hmm. looks as a pony, and he uses her to mow the lawn and then to um, to ride his kids right. or his grandchildren around. So I agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah, but I think, but I think for film, they wanted to look perfect. Were not have a horse that's used to doing one or the other. Gotcha. Yeah, but see, and I'm going to catch a lot of slack for this, but I know <laughs> I, I kind of picture Bella as like this semi awkward fuck up of a horse that still manages to be awesome all along the way. So if there's a little bit of clumsiness in how Bella pulls a cart, and maybe she looks awkward when she's sprinting, who cares? Because she's just a fucking beast and does it anyways. Like she's supposed to surprise you with how awesome she is and the fact that she just continues to be there. 
also this might get you upset. So the horse that's playing the riding Bella is a male. Oh, I think someone might have mentioned that already before. So yeah. Well, okay. So, bit, so he, he yeah. So, so whenever, yeah. whenever they cast horses, they always cast geldings. The reason being is stallions are too out of control because they're not neutered yet. Yeah. A gelding is very easy to control, and a mare is easy to control. A female horse, as long as they're not in heat. Yeah. But if but when you're trying to film, a gelding is what you always use for pretty much always for um, which is a neutered horse. Yeah. Uh, and, a male horse. And I've heard that before, so that one's not totally surprising. Yeah, it's not. That, that's that's usually what they always use because it's predictable. It's easy to do. They're not going to have behavioral issues. <laughs> so that's. I mean, there there are there are some more part, parts that they did. They talked about, but they come from later in the series. But th- that's just kind of the brief overview. So obviously, there's going to be some changes. I don't think it's going to be that big of a big of a deal. Personally, uh, I know people want to be exactly to the T and what the books are, but whenever you adapt to film, you have to make changes. Yeah. Um, when we were on the Dusty Wheel, he asked a few questions about what we're hoping to see, not to see on the big screen. And I made this point then, and, and I do mean it. It's not that I won't really be judgmental as I'm watching it, but I'm keeping myself open-minded and giving these creators the benefit of the doubt. So that even when they have to change stuff, because we know they have to, like I'm, I'm going to watch it fresh and non-judgmental. That doesn't mean if they really F something up, I'm not going to call it out. And be like, well, they dropped the ball on that because that was important <laughs> or something like that. But I'm going to be open-minded as, as mm-hmm. much as I can. Sure. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a horse. As long as I don't see yeah. balls, I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a gelding. It's a gelding. You won't, you well, won't see that. So. Dangling. Like, I know how, how quick that happens. And I know how it goes. Uh, yeah. something really fast. So I'm good as long as I don't <laughs> see any of that. Yeah. CGI. Yeah. Um, Celine so. walks out and you just see this little pink thing start. A horse is in fact hung like a horse. A horse. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, There's a reason they mo- say mo- that. Most mega fans of the series are really hoping the show is going to knock it out of the park uh, and be happy about it. But yeah. as uh, Matt Hatch has said, and everybody else has said, if the show sucks, it doesn't mean the will of time's over. It just means that we still have the books to fall back on. We still have a fantastic series that is fantastic. And that's not going to go away because they have a crappy TV show. They already did a crappy TV show once. They made one episode and it was shitty. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go check it out. Uh, Winter Dragon. You can watch it on YouTube. It's an hour long pilot. Um, stars, um, what's his name? Um, the dude from Titanic. Uh, yeah, the dude from Titanic. What's his name? The jerk. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. The overbearing. No, the overbearing boyfriend. No, the jerk. The jerk. Beyonce. Um, yes. The rich one. I, I don't. I forget his you name. You know, I don't know people's names. Um, Chris, I know how busy you are. Don't watch it. Okay. Because you're. Yeah, it's a waste. Of, it's it's a waste I, of time. Yeah. If we're ever hanging out uh, at Bill, Allen's and bullshitting, we'll have Allen put it on. Gotcha. Billy Zane. Billy, Billy Zane. That's right. Yeah, Billy Zane's in it. It's the, it's all it is is the prologue for Eye of the World. So it's that Luce Theron and um the the guy well, Lord, the uh, what How is close what is to the book was it? Because it might be worth watching just as a refresher. I could throw it on in the background. It's it's, it's, it's very it's and they nailed the book that it's like word for word lines. Uh-oh. It's just but cheap they don't, and not the best it, acting. The, so it's very cheesy, yeah. 
and not the best actor at all. The prologue is probably if you were going to do the prologue, you would need a huge production effort to make it good. You know, it's not. It was low. It was low budget. It was just yeah. By the way, tonight I'm drinking truly. Oh, nice! (laughs) I'm drinking Stone um, Tiki Escape IPA. Well, I've I've switched back to hitting the gym every day during the week, so I'm trying not to drink uh, during the week. So I'm H2O, brothers. Good job. Well, that's that's all I have for this bonus episode, and we are going on 40 minutes, so I guess we're just do one tonight, if that works for you guys. Yes. Yeah.